to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms, so subscribe, comment, share, or like. So we got for you today, MLB, the NBA, has officially taken a break from us. We'll be back to talk more free agency. Big moves happen in the NBA, but we're going to stick right now to some baseball. Joe, you look a little confused. I'm, t- I'm looking at the uh, the Cleveland Guardians logo, and I'm I'm trying yeah, to figure out news, what it no is. More of the Cleveland Indian. It it is going to be after this season the Cleveland Guardians. So we have a new, I shouldn't say new baseball team, but we have a new name to the baseball world, and it's the okay. Cleveland. So we're going to talk about we're going to talk about baseball, and we're going to also talk about some NFL. A lot of pushback right now. We're starting to see more and more big name players. Coming out and voicing this, voicing their displeasure with this whole new COVID pushback, and maybe even losing paychecks, losing some money, or even losing games. We'll talk about that, and then we're gonna have, like I said, our top ten list of the most pressure, top ten players facing the most pressure coming into 2021. Who do we got? I got the list. Nobody knows. Not even good. Great Ted knows. Joe doesn't know anybody's list, but we're gonna all talk about it. Looks like a list. Looks like a show. Doesn't look like you look show. like a whale, Ted. Anyway, no, no any- listen, listen, this was yesterday at three o'clock. That was outside of Narragansett yesterday. Is that a whale or a shark? They said shark, but that don't look like no shark to me. That's a well, big that's a big Don't shark. get me near those waters. I'm terrified. Ted, you're in Florida, you idiot. I was have you not watched Shark Week? No, bro, I'm working. I'm not watching Shark Week. I never watch Shark Week. I'm terrified of sharks. Dude, it's all day long. Barrel Beach, Hollywood Speaking Beach. Of, all right, anyways. Speaking of terrifying. The deep water, the shark. Did you see the video? Hold on. Did you see the video on Yahoo yesterday, Joe? Some guy was on the 23rd floor in Florida at the hotel. Oh, and God. And he's filming the ocean. There's two people out in the ocean. They're out, they can't be that deep. Maybe like 10 yards out. A hammerhead shark was swimming right toward them. They have no idea. Go look it up. No idea. The shark swims, then goes around them, then comes back, then leaves, then comes back. Dude, the shark had to be right below them if she ever looked and saw the shark below them. And then the shark just swam away. But literally that gets me nervous just thinking about that. I'm terrified of sharks. I'm not terrified of a lot of things in the world, but I am terrified of sharks. I am petrified, actually, of sharks. Speaking of petrified, it must be. The Yankees must be petrified to bring in Aroldis Chapman because the New York Yankees had a golden opportunity last night. They win the last two games against the Boston Red Sox, so they finally are on the win column against the Sox this year. Looking like they could go up three straight on the Sox, and a much-needed victory was looking like in hand. Well, the Yankees had a, may I wouldn't say major collapse, but it was a collapse and probably one of the most disappointing, if not to Ted, the most disappointing loss of the 2021 season right now. My question is, we've been talking about this for years. When we first started back in four years ago at CSB, all we ever talked about was the New York Yankees bullpen. We talked about how it was the best bullpen in baseball by far. It was hands down. All you had to do was score five, six runs, and then you'd be fine because you had Britain. You had Tommy Kay. You had Adovino, you had Chapman, 
Give me other names if I'm missing it. You have Batances when he was really good. This bullpen was so dominant. It was almost a guarantee at times. Now, all of a sudden, it's become maybe, and I'm going to ask this. This is our question to start off with the New York Yankees. Has the New York Yankees bullpen become their biggest weakness? And, Joe, I want to start off with you. Has it become the number one weakness for the team? I know that their offense has been a big weakness at times. Their two big strengths at one point have become their major downfalls. But is this their biggest? I don't think it's their biggest weakness. I still think their biggest weakness is uh, a lack of basic fundamental baseball, stealing bases and fielding cleanly. But um, this is this strength has become a, a real problem. I wouldn't call it a weakness yet. Um, I, for the life of me, don't see why Aroldis Chapman didn't get into the game last night. I don't. I don't see anything. I don't know if he was unavailable. I know he had gotten a, a save the night before. I, I don't. I mean. There didn't really seem to be any rhyme or reason why he wasn't in there. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, he's he's only had three bad outings, Aroldis Chapman. So, again, everyone uh, that's freaking out about him, I don't get it. As far as the rest of the bullpen goes, I mean, Brooks Kreisky, that's, I mean, that's not a guy you expect to see in that situation. I think Chad Green is completely overused at this point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, it, it, this is – you can't call the bullpen the weakness because it's it's four and two-thirds innings by the starters. Yeah, I mean, last night they had to piece it together. Literally after the fifth inning, they were talking about it. Even with the last nine outs, how are we going to get the last nine outs? Sal Romano came in, got a couple key outs. Green I, – I, I looked at Britain the other day. Britain doesn't look the same from the injuries had this year. Um, and you're, you're hoping he'll get better. Trev, I agree with Joe, though. I don't – the bullpen's not the weakest – issue it it's 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 glaring because when you look at the three games that we would mention the two games that we blew four plus run leads in the ninth and then last night you'd be like those stand out the most they're like i don't know you can make like a bunch of mistakes but one that one big one those stand out so much more but i would say more clutch hitting i mean this team though has been more enjoyable to watch the, but the bullpen listen there's no one glaring problem with the Yankees is a combination of a bunch of things, starting pitching, bullpen, and hitting, clutch hitting, moving guys over. And and then when you put the whole formula together, it's just a disaster. It just it doesn't mesh well together. I'm just, saying in the sense, I'm just saying in the sense of the downfall that it's happening. Well, why do you think, wait, listen, you came up with the question, why did you think that? Because I, you look at how this bullpen was once so dominant. And it will, like I said, previewing going into this question is, they almost felt like all you had to do at times for the Yankees for the past four or three years now, since we've been doing this show, is all you had to do was get about four or five runs, and it seemed like the Yankees' win percentage would be at a high because of that that bullpen. You always had you had a six, seven, eight guy, even with the starting pitching. We talked about at times, oh, maybe when they didn't have a choice before they had Garrett Cole. With Severino and Tanaka, we could have been like, all they got to do is just get to the fifth or sixth, and then you know, you didn't have to worry because you still had Green, you still had Britain, you had Tommy K when he came in, out of Vino at times when he came became a Yankee. You have Chapman, you have Batanz. It's like those are five or six guys that during that time were some of the best in the entire game, and that's why I was saying all you needed was about four or five runs at times. I know the hitting has been a major downfall as well. Well. But that bullpen was the backbone that kept that pitching staff going. 
because we never we didn't have a true ace up until last year. Severino was uh, was amazing, but did we really think of him as a number one ace like a Garrett Cole type guy? He was really good. Well, here's the thing: how many guys are Garrett Cole in the league? Not many. There's one other guy. Probably, his name not is not many. It's probably like two or three. There's, yeah, there's well, there's one other guy. Maybe Scherzer and a couple of years. Listen, the ground. That's yeah. This bullpen is not as good as what it has been the past couple of years. That's obvious. All right. The overreaction of this bullpen. And it was on top of it. It was a three-one lead. You're thinking, oh, three-one. Yankees got it. The bullpen. You got it in the bag. That that's a two-run lead. Even with the nothing against the Red Sox even in the with bag. This Red Sox offense that is very very good this year. You still have that confidence. Oh, it's three-one. Yankees pitching all night been has been great. Looks like the Yankees are going to get three straight on the Sox. And to see that, it's like, damn, this really isn't the same bullpen that it once was. And that's why I'm yeah, saying it's but, not. But, but why not leave a guy that has become a dependable reliever in Louis Sessa in the game? Why not? Why not go with a guy you know and trust and been there before? You know. I'll say this, uh, and I see uh, Tommy Della cameras in, in the comments doing his thing there, and I love Tommy it. Day. Um, to me, this is another step in the right direction, Tom. I think you're right here about Aaron Boone. I mean, dude, this is a this is a must win game. That too. And Brooks Kreisky's the guy you brought in. To well, is it also in because a- they're limited because of certain guys with Louisa out and um, Nestor Cortez Jr. Who, oh, look, I'm not saying those are guys that are going to be like, whoa, those guys but, are but, nasty. But they're, but but they're better out. guys. They're better. They're certainly yes. better guys. But yes, in the in the situation he was in, mm-hmm. you need to bring your best guy in there, and it's it's not Brooks. Is all I'm saying. You're, and, and you're right about Boone, both of you guys, because you're on the hot – look, Aaron Boone, you're on the hot seat. This is a make or break. Speaking of facing pressure, and we'll talk about that later on in the show with the NFL, Aaron Boone faces an immense munch of pressure. He faces that much because if they don't get to the World Series, Aaron Boone's tenure as a, as a New York Yankee manager will probably most likely come to an end. That's what happens. And in a situation like this where you need every game because the Rays are playing well and they also go at a huge bat in the lineup yesterday, will Nelson Cruz Jr., who's been having another great solid season for the Twins and now a Rays, this is a must-win game. You need to win every game because you're already back in the win-loss column about what, six, what is it, six games now in the standings? Yeah, right now. They're in third place. If anybody could get the standings quickly listen, up for me as we speak. They were, they were seven coming out into the game last night, okay? That's what I'm saying. Seven games. So every game is a must win, especially in this division where you're going to have the Blue Jays still around. The Rays are doing their thing in the Red Sox. This is a must win game. And Boone, yes, he's not the one that threw four wild pitches. The first pitcher actually to do that since 2008, R.A. Dickey. So that's that's how you know it's a rarity to see first that. First ever pitcher, though, to do it in extra innings. But to see that happen, that's that's another bonehead decision by Aaron Boone where, like you said, Joe, you got to bring in your guy. You got to bring in your closer. You got to bring in Chapman, who just got his first save in over a month against the Phillies. That's telling you something, how, how much trust they actually have in a role as Chapman. I 100% agree with you, Joe, that Aaron Boone – you got to make better decisions because, sorry, your ass is on the line. <laughs> you know, so again, right, you're right. I mean, he's not the guy that threw the wild pitches, but, you know, if you were to tell me somebody was going to have a meltdown against the Red Sox and be terrible and a role this Chapman wasn't going to pitch, 
I wouldn't have thought Brooks Kreisky was going to be. Oh, in the ninth inning, it's going to happen. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't think that would be a guy that I would see. I don't know. I, again, he doesn't seem to have any urgency. Aaron Boone. I don't feel any sense of urgency from him in any way, shape, or form. It's always the, oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, we're gonna have to come back strong tomorrow and uh, get this uh, get this thing straightened out. And it's like, well, when is that gonna happen? Yeah, when's that? Yeah, yeah. So, you, 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 he's the least fiery manager ever. So Boone uh, had no regrets about putting Green in despite Sessa's scoreless eighth inning. Boone said he planned for Sessa to go one inning after throwing thirty pitches two nights ago. Um, he's a starter. Know, the guy's you know, been a starter most of his life. He can't. He yeah, can't no. go thirty pitches and go more. Give me a break. I'm so what, stupid. What, what, well, the, anal- the analytics probably told you he can only go thirty, and if he goes thirty-one, his arm's gonna fall off. With that being said, Green has one out, gives up the back-to-back singles, but the second single that he gave to after he gave the single to Verdugo, Bobby Dalback. All right, he had two strikes on him. Pitch was right down the middle. I told you before the show, I thought Flora was playing way too deep in center field. Now, maybe you're, pre- you're trying to play preventative action where you, you keep everything in front of you, but you got to steal an out. And then and then you, you Christian Vac- Vasquez rips a, g- a gapper, and I'm like, here we go. I was I was ready to smash the, the table. It's, it's probably that. the worst loss of the entire 2021 20, season well, because, he, he like, because of the situation they're at right now. Here's my thing, Joe. Here's my thought process, and then you and Trev could finish it off. I told Trev as I was driving home for my haircut, I said, this is how I look at it, and the reason why I said it's the most devastating loss. You won nine out of 12, right? We've won four of the last four series in a row. So you got to look at it positively. As much as we want to add the bullpen sucks, this stinks, that, blah, 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 shut up. They're still winning games, and they're winning series, which means you're playing 600 baseball, two out of three, three out of four. You win nine out of 12. You win this game, you're 10 out of 13. You got Garrett Cole pitching tonight against Eduardo Rodriguez with the assumption that every Yankee fan goes, Cole's been Red Sox lately, has pitched really well, it's been really dominant, found his stuff again. You would assume the Yankees would win again tonight. Now you win two in a row against the Red Sox with the assumption that, okay, there's two more games left, we'll probably spit, split the next two. Now you win three out of four against the Red Sox. You, game, you gain a game on the Red Sox in the – in the division, momentum is starting to swing. Now you won five series in a row. Now you got three in a row against Tampa. You're supposed to have Jonathan Eliza and Gio Urshel are supposed to be coming back, I think, by if not tonight, tomorrow. Hiwagasha and Judge are coming back for the Tampa series. You win three out of four against Boston. You got Tampa for three coming up. You win two out of three. Now you're on a roll. Here now you, it's like the roller coaster. You like Superman. You've been going up. You've been going up. You've been climbing that ladder. It's all now. You just feel it. The guys are coming back. This team has been generating offense on Yankee like. I'll put it this way. I know I'm all over the place. The Yankees team in general has been enjoyable to watch this week. They've had more guys be able to steal and run bases than I've seen in years. It's been really enjoyable. Bunts. They play with excitement. They play loose. They play looser than the guys that have $500 million contracts. And maybe because they they feel like, hey, listen, this is our one shot. We got to make it happen. We got to do the best we can because we're probably going to Wilkes-Barre. This team is enjoyable to watch. I like what I realize the team that's currently constructed will never win a World Series, but they're enjoyable to watch. And some of the guys who are not playing well need to take a look at these younger guys because they're making things. Greg Allen. 
Can we just talk about him for a second? This was the first outfielder that the Yankees signed in the offseason from the Padres, or they traded for. Whatever, doesn't matter. They saw something that they liked. Do you realize he would have never came up if it wasn't for the guy tearing his ACL? And then the other guy, whatever, Maybeer or whatever, I'm probably pronouncing Trey his last Ambergy. Ambergy, Craig yeah. Allen would have never been on the roster, would have never got pulled up. I don't understand what the rest of the Yankees organization, scouts and analytic people are seeing because since he's been up there, he's been a shot of enjoyment, excitement. He steals bases, makes plays in the outfield. He makes things happen. I mean, the other night he was one for three, but he still had two walks, two runs, stolen base. I don't understand why he hadn't had an opportunity to play the outfield and be on this Yankee roster. You've been Joe. sitting with Gardner. Joe, Frazier, over a thousand. You're trying to stick Miguel Indoor a square peg in a circle hole in left field. I don't understand the thought process with this team. And I know I was all over the place with the things, the roster and the record. It's just, it's a, I want to freak out and do it in a much more intellectual way. I just don't know how to do it. It's just very frustrating because I enjoy the team that's currently constructed right now. I'm like, all oh, you rich bastards, stay away. Just do me a favor. Stay away. I like stealing bases. Odor last night. Bump the guy over. Glaber hits the sack fly. We're moving guys over. We're playing. We're playing. The past four games, they have like 10 stolen bases as a team. Run. Joe, finish up. What's your one more thing about this? 19 and 26 versus the American League East is the Yankees' record. They have four losses now, and they're leading by multiple runs at the end of the eighth inning. No other team in baseball has more than two. The Yankees can't afford many more of these horrible meltdowns. I don't want to catastrophize it. You know what I mean? It, it Last night, it's not like that's the end of the year. Of course if not. We're getting there. The, the, they had a chance last night to move within six, mm -hmm. and now you're back at eight. And, you know, obviously Tampa, you know, right up behind it. You know, this is a make or break for the Yankees. As you mentioned, up 3-1, you're figuring like, oh, all right, yeah, this is this is all right. Things are things are kind of trending where you want them to. It, this, but this can't keep being two steps forward and one step back because that's, that's going to get you the 86 wins I talked about last week before the All-Star break that I think they're projected to get to. And I sent you guys the video last night. They have to finish 42 and 26 to get to 93 wins, which that's where, like, if you're doing the giant, the football reference PFF, that's where baseball analytics say that the Yankees would have to get to because that's where their assumption of where the Oakland A's would be at 93 wins, and that would be your second wild card spot. And last night's loss is just another reason why this team probably won't make the playoffs, unfortunately. And it'll be another excuse. But And, and you look at the Rays. We, I know we're not going to talk about but they picked up Nelson Cruz. What do the Yankees do? I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk all no, about We're a week away from the MLB trade deadline. A lot of big names. A lot of big names are on the market this year, one of them being Trevor Story. Could he be a New York Yankee? Trust me, if there's breaking news with big time with Yankees or in just baseball – You'll hear it first from Keys to the City. But, yes, another devastating loss. It felt like a playoff game in the sense of just the way they lost. It felt like that's the type of game it was last night. A much-needed victory was in hand, and the Yankees let it slip away. Very unfortunate to see. Speaking of unfortunate situations right now, it's going on in the NFL currently between some players – and this new COVID memo. And we all know, ladies and gentlemen, that COVID is still going on. 
That's the big question right now. How are these? What are these players going to do? When we talk about in the NFL, you know how it is. Money is almost everything. And when you start seeing paychecks on the line, games on the line, and players coming out and voicing their this their displeasure to see on Twitter, DeAndre Hopkins, Leonard Fournette, Matthew Judon, Jalen Ramsey, just some players to see this even with Cole Beasley, who really started it. What are the players going to do and how should they be able to, I don't know, kind of react to this? Are they reacting in the right way? How do, how do you guys feel about this whole situation that's going on in the NFL? Knowing that training camps are coming up right now, football season is back in hand. College football is about to be going on. NFL is starting training camps already. We're underway. We're going to have our first, first football game in a couple of weeks with the Hall of Fame game. And we got this big issue going on in the NFL what will the players do, Joe? I'll let you get into this. Listen, we all we all have our freedom and and that idea that we don't want to be told what to do. And I and I get that. And and being forced to do something you don't want to do or being forced to take something that you don't want to take sucks. But you don't always have a choice. At the end of the day, if these guys want to play NFL football, the belt's got to be tightened for the unvaccinated guys. It just has to. It's not fair to the other 40 or 50 guys on the team that did get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, look, you have as much right as you want to not get a vaccine, right? Your rights and your freedoms. But I have rights and freedoms, too. I have the right to go into my locker room and not be around somebody who's got COVID. Mm -hmm. So, I, I... the overwhelming majority of players, and it seems as if all of the teams are, are strongly on board, as is the league, is to try to pressure these guys into either opting out or just getting vaccinated. Because, again, at the end of the day, you not getting vaccinated has a huge effect on people who also choose not to get vaccinated. It also has an effect on people who are vaccinated, who have a weak immune system or pre-existing conditions. Mm -hmm. You could still give it to your grandma, even though granny's vaccinated and you could kill your grandmother. So there, there there's a bigger story here. There's more to it. You know, uh, every one of us idiots, uh, got a polio vaccine when we were little. That's why none of us has polio. None yeah, of you no, bitched about it. None. No, nobody. Nobody thinks much about it. But you don't have polio. It's and it's been five generations of people since we had polio. Yep, I am. My, they my, they my literally force it on you as a child. I know, Joe. I chose my coworker was talking about this the other day. How that was a big thing in the sixties, the polio thing, when they said you had, and people fought it to the end. Well, you got your shot. So I want so to Joe's point, according to a person familiar with the situation, this is coming from the Washington Post, Trev. 78% of the NFL players have at least one vaccination dose. Yes. 14 yes. of 32 teams have more than 85% of their players vaccinated. No team is below 50%. So there's and then you know it said in an overall American population, 50% of the people are fully vaccinated, or 48%, 56.4% have had at least one dose. This is a private business. The NFL is a private business, folks. They're a billion-dollar business, just like any other private institution. They can do what the hell they want. If you don't want to play and you don't want to get vaccinated, no problem. Don't play. Don't get vaccinated. But we're just going to make your life miserable. And it's not that they're going to make your life miserable. When you go on the road, you're going to have to stay in the hotel room instead of going out to dinner with all your boys. 
If you're if you're getting if you're practicing, you got to get tested every day. If you're not vaccinated, you get tested biweekly. There's a big difference, you know. And then think about this: we're Giant fans, so let's just put it for the Giants. Week 16, week 17, what? We're seven and seven, eight and seven. Sweet mother God, it's the perfect evolution of beards. <laughs> you done Is good, that what boy. Joe was laughing at? Yeah, I, was, I, I had to look. I was like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> Anyway, Ted, sorry. No, 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 that's funny. I, I mean, there's like, I'm, and then when you say I'm looking, we take okay, care of our beards here. We take care. But then of you our got beard. like, you know, you got whatever I got here. Then you, you got, got your little, like, you got your little chin here. Me and Joe got beards. Then you got your lineup, and then Joe, Joe's got the full beard. Okay. Listen, it's. I agree with Joe. It's your right. Listen, I agree with anyone, Trev, because we know how this goes. You're not vaccinated. Me and Joe are. I did it because of situations up here. And I also work for Yale University, which means by August 1st, if you're not vaccinated, you could possibly lose your job. Then you'd be like, well, that's not right. That's not, no, it, I know it isn't right. Someone telling you what to do? God forbid, I know, I'm 18, I'm an adult, I could do whatever I want. Well, no, you know you can't. I can't just go rob or steal cars. I don't have to, I'm, I could talk on my cell phone, I'm just gonna get a ticket. They, they, they're talking about the other day, people fought wearing seatbelts in cars. Well, now what they do is they put the, belt, the the sound system in your car. So every time you don't put your seatbelt, it goes ding, 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 ding. So you'd have to get a seatbelt. Oh, listen, I agree with the players saying I don't want to be forced. That's fine. But if I'm a Giant fan and one of my players uh, – not even a fan. If I'm on the Giants team and one of my teammates gets COVID and he passes it to the team where we're not able to play Week 17 against the Dallas Cowboys – and it's an opportunity for us not to make the playoffs, and then you cost me a paycheck. I'm going to be pretty I pissed. That, I think that's the biggest thing that's the players are is the money. I think, like we said, the NFL it's, it's always been about money. When back in the day, when Todd Gurley was like, "Why can't we get salary, guaranteed salary contracts?" I think that's the biggest thing. If they didn't put in this memo of losing paychecks, I think that maybe you would see a, a more positive response from the players. But in the sense of seeing, oh, losing paychecks, that anytime you can play with a man's money, that's that's when people start. You see this, you see the differences. You see people trying to argue their issues. Well, and that's, that's why when DeAndre Hopkins said freedom, which of you and me, we've had this conversation with dad. Everyone just thinks freedom. Like I could do whatever I want. I could go 100 miles an hour on the highway. Well, you can, but you're going to get ticketed. There's... People have to understand, just because you have freedom doesn't mean you can just run around and do what the hell you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe in today's society with our new president and everything going on, it's like free world. Everyone could just do what the hell you want. Did you see in California? They won't stop anyone. You can go into the grocery stores. They have it on video. Guys walking in, grabbing supplies from Target and stores and walking out. Anything less than $960, they're not going to prosecute. So that means I could just walk in, grab a $500 TV and some groceries and walk the hell well, out. California. Our video. Stuff is expensive. Because they don't want a, a bigger issue. No, listen. Do you, this Joe, is a billion-dollar institution. If a game gets canceled, think about the amount of money lost for the NFL. It's a business. You're, it's like if Joe's the boss, we're taking money out of Joe's pocket. You don't think he's going to say uh -uh, there's going to be some penalties for that? That's what the NFL is saying. They're saying you don't have to get it. We're just going to make it where it's a pain in the ass. Where do you think? So before this season, I'll ask you both before we get into our final segment is what do you think? What's the matter? What's so funny? 
Tommy's last comment. Joe Biden's. <laughs> oh, see, everybody has the right coming. to say. I, you know, it's it's funny. In four years, we never got a. Um, I don't think we ever got a President Trump socks on our show, but we got a Joe Biden socks. Well, it is what it is. Everybody's got their own opinion. <laughs> My thing is, before the end, before the start of the season, what do you think the players are going to do? Do you think the players eventually have to give in and go get vac- fully vaccinated? Do you see it happening, or do you see still the pushback? Joe, I'll start with you, Joe. I'll finish with and then finish off with Ted, and we'll get into our last point of the show. I think they'll eventually all cave in and get the vaccine. I think eventually everybody will. When I think when people get over themselves and their own stupidity and realize that, you know, it, this is a once in a lifetime pandemic. There was, um, you know, during they they talk about the the Spanish flu of 1817. There were anti-mask people then too. You know, this country really hangs its hat on its freedoms and its liberties. And unfortunately, what what they don't do is um, they don't put enough stock into community and team. And so you you get this sort of selfishness until unfortunately, and this is that cancel culture I know you guys hate, but where people have to be humiliated and embarrassed into acting like a normal person doing what the norm is. You know, greater good here. That's ultimately what this comes down to. And, you know, there's teams that have coaches that are in their 60s and 70s. You want to give your favorite coach COVID? Knock yourself out. You're an asshole. That's ultimately, at the end of the day, what this comes down to. If you guys, if they want to sit out and not play this, then don't play. You don't have to play. That's that's your right. Is to, they're, they're giving you the free, hey, I'm out. I don't want to get vaccinated. I don't want to play by your rules. Then don't. Plenty of guys out there that will. Well, here's my thing. I don't think everyone's going to cave. I don't believe everyone's going to cave because that's not that's not the world we live in. That's not the real world. I don't I don't have a problem with not if everyone doesn't cave. That's fine. That's your personal choice. All I'm going to say is they're just going to go to a stricter policy and they'll have to live with it. If the NFL really wanted everyone to get vaccinated, then they should have had some type of incentive. Kind of like the working force. Like, hey, we need workers. We're willing to pay you a $1,000 sign-up bonus to come work at our pizza place. Instead of like, hey, I just want a job and I want to, and I want to have a living instead of living off everyone else's life. You know, and living living off the government. That's not how I was raised. Trip, yeah. I'm well, let me just correct you for a minute. You know, you you pay into unemployment insurance, so the government's not giving you anything but money that you've kicked to them years ago anyway through your unemployment insurance. So but you're just you getting, that, you're just getting back what's yours. No, but you, don't you agree that, like, and I'm not trying to get off the subject, but don't you agree with the way of businesses in, for us around here, a lot of businesses haven't been able to open or stay up late or do certain things because the working force isn't willing. The working man is a sucker. It doesn't want to work. And when I'm getting, you know, five hundred dollars here, and then if I have a kid, I get another three fifty. So it's like, wait, if I'm getting a thousand dollars a week to just sit home on my ass and do nothing, why the hell would I, you know, work? Amen. Amen to that, Tommy. Again, here's the difference though that. between say Jalen Ramsey and DeAndre Hopkins and you know, some mom who doesn't want to go work for two dollars and thirteen cents an hour at a restaurant. Well, I'm not trying, I'm it, not trying to put you know together. Saying, no, I don't again not to, but is it is it you're right. Is it worth me going out there and risking my life for a few more bucks or a few less bucks? 
when I well, can sit home and be safe and not get it? We'll stop giving That's what we're money. looking at. For these guys to have the luxury to be able to go out and play football on national TV every, you know, and live in the so, high life. I'm just saying, small, small price to pay to have to go get oh, vaccinated. I mean, these guys are, these guys, listen, these guys also have access to the best medical people in the world. Ask somebody, talk to a doctor, like Jalen Ramsey asking DeAndre Hopkins about COVID. Is, is that's you're not going to get the right answers from idiots. Well, you got to talk to your medical professionals. If you don't want to get a COVID shot, you know what you should do? Go talk to your doctor. Ask your doctor, hey, I want to weigh the risks and the rewards if I don't get a COVID shot. Do you think I should get one? Here's how I go about my life. Let your doctor advise you like you would on any other issue. But again, these players, I don't want to do it. The the jury's still out. No, you read garbage because you're stupid. And you don't know you don't know the difference between facts and fiction, and it's unfortunate. Call your doctor if you're not sure if a COVID vaccine's right for you. If they don't think it is, they'll let you know that you're good to go. Again, somebody like Trevor, a young, healthy guy, Florida, not an ideal place to be for COVID, but Trevor probably survives. Trevor's not near um, mom and pop keys, so he's not gonna he's not gonna pass. And I know they're vaccinated. Could still catch it vaccinated, though. So am I. So now Trevor's got to go to his doctor and explain, hey, I see my parents, you know, whenever I go up, whatever the case may be. Maybe your doctor says, hey, just when you go home, wear a mask. Yeah. I mean, I don't think everyone's going to cave because that's just not the world we live in. But it, it's we'll see what happens if it becomes an issue. Yeah. It's, it's been just, a, this this issue has been going on for a year, well over a year and a half. And it's it's not going anywhere still. We're still going in the midst of all this pandemic. We're still going through it all as a world. They were about to cancel it. I mean, thankfully, the Olympics are going on as of right now. That's a joke. That's a joke. The well, Olympics thing is a joke. All right. It's, it's, they're all, it's, it comes down. They're just trying to make money because half the sponsors, all the major sponsors pulled out. The head guy of Toyota. What all, all, no, all I'm trying to say is that. Toyota didn't even show up today, and they're having no fans. So that's, that's just all, to if it was safe enough, they would have. And we got five no, Americans who are already phase, fully. Man. Hold on. Five Americans who are already fully vaccinated went over there and got COVID. Now they're not even able to. The, all these people are going to go to the country, get COVID, and bring it all the way back to here. And the best is you've got variants from all over the world, different variant strains all coming to one place and sending everybody home with all the the potpourri of COVID viruses. Thanks, America. Thanks, Olympics. That's great. We're going. Yeah. It's already a, it's already a year late. Just have the goddamn thing next year. Who cares? Go to every two. Start every two after next, and and and, and then we're good to go. And then they can make even more money. Hopefully it's still not around because right now it's been going on since March of 2020 or even earlier, I should say December of 2019, where this all began. People are not going to get COVID. I'm not going to get their shots because no one tells me what to do. And that's the world we live in. And you're just going to keep getting variants because that's the way it is. Well, let's get over to our final part of the show today. And look, there's pressure in all of the world, as people, as we, when we wake up every day, there's pressure on us to be better. There's pressure on athletes. There's pressure on everybody, doctors. Well, we're going to talk about last week we did top 10 quarterbacks. This week we're going to do our top 10 players, not just – we're talking all players. 
Now, a lot of our list I look at right now, there are a lot of quarterbacks because the quarterbacks are the most important positions in all sports. So, yes, they will be facing the most pressure, of course. Next week, we're going to do the top for our top five games coming into 2021 season. I want to just do – I'm going to keep doing more and more things like that until we get into the season. And we'll yeah, I like it. I like Shut the up. way you do business. Shut up, Shut up Ted. Anyways, <laughs> let's get into it. I'm looking at these lists right now, and I want to start off with Joe because there's some names that are a bit surprising, and Joe did have an explanation for each, but then I told him to get rid of it so nobody saw it. So, Joe, yeah. we're going to start off with your list, and we'll get into it quickly. Okay. What do you want to know? These guys are <laughs> um, all so I'm looking at immense, it. My, my, immense pressure. So my thing is, I look at two names. I would say Zach Wilson, why a rookie would be on. And then... I'll tell you why Zach my thing Wilson. Is, my thing I'll is, make it easy for hold you. Hold on, you asked a much question. What I'm saying, Trey. I'll make this easy for you. It's a simple, short answer. Should they have taken Justin Fields? That question is going to be on Zach Wilson's back from his first snap until he becomes better than Justin Fields. Fair enough. And if and he doesn't, thing, then the question never goes away. And I'm surprised that you have a guy who, hey, oh, I want to know who's Matthew Stanford? New guy in the NFL? <laughs> he said Matthew Stanford. Well, he's in, he's in California, so. He is in California. My thing he's is. He's going Hollywood, baby. He's going to change I, his name. I see Jimmy G on this list, but I don't think Jimmy G faces pressure because he's eventually he going does. to be gone. He's going to well, be eventually gone from Santa And Fred. this is why I say this because Jimmy G could get the Niners off to a 10 and 0 start, and they might still bench him. They might still hand it over to Trey Lance. It I, I don't think I think it's this is all this is more about Trey Lance and his development than it is about what Jimmy G does. So there's an immense amount of pressure on him because I think the second he has a four interception game, is that and he gets same? that's going to be the last bye, Jimmy. Would that be the comes. same explanation for Cam Newton too? With the Patriots, yeah. Uh, again, but here's the difference between Jimmy and Cam is I mean I think Cam Newton, Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback in New England as long as he plays well, and that's why Jimmy's down on the list because again. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I seriously believe this could be twelve and and seven when the year's over, and they might be like, you know what, the kid's ready. Let's start him in the playoffs. I, I really do think that's how much they that like that kid. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. But and, can I tell you, and, no, an exaggeration. But I'm telling you wise. that look, that team could be eight and two. They might make the move. Jimmy G's his his status there is so tentative; it's not even funny. Joe, can but I tell Cam, you? I agree with Cam you. has to win in order to stay as the quarterback, and I think that's going to be really tough okay, for him. That's so why Joseph, he's so high up. Fair so Joseph, with your eight yep. and nine, I had them on my original list. And then I removed them and put them at 11 and 12. I gave Trevor the top 12. I put the 10 and I said my two wild cards. I also sent them my top four Giants with pressure. And I understand the Big Ben thing. Last part of the season, Steelers didn't finish strong. Got a lot of pressure, even though. Jimmy G, I agree with you. There is pressure. I was going to have him too because every game is going to be pressure because the first game he uh, plays bad, he'll probably get dropped. He'll probably have a four-game window. And then after the four games, if they're two and two, they'll probably move on from Trey Lance. But if they're three and one, he'll be able to keep his job. 
And the longer he plays well, the better opportunity he'll be able to keep his job or get moved at the trade deadline, which will benefit him. If he plays like crap, he'll lose value. The reason why I, sh I have a real question, the whole on, Trev, is why three is three? Why the person at three is at three and not seven, eight, nine? And the reason why I ask you that is because the team he's going to has no expectation to make the playoffs this year. Now, I know he left the New York Jets, and they – and there's always pressure when you get traded and he still didn't, and they picked up his option. But why at three? Why more Sam Darnold at three than anywhere else? Sam Darnold has to prove this year that he's an NFL starting quarterback. Or or he's a clipboard guy for the because rest he of his has, life. He, there's no excuse anymore. I 100% would agree with you. He's yeah, got, you think he's got more pressure than Hold on, yes. hold on, hold on. Hold on, listen. I, okay, can I go. just tell you? I'll just explain why my top four are my top four. Yeah. Factor in the age of these guys, too. To me, I mean, dude, Aaron Rodgers is talking about going and, and hosting Jeopardy. Like, th th this this is a weird situation for him. He's really, I think, carried himself poorly and has put himself in a position where if he's not the best Aaron Rodgers he's ever been, it's going to look like an idiot. Th th this, to me, has devastating consequences for him, especially if he wants to get out of town. Again, Cam Newton is playing for the status of being a starting quarterback, and he's got a rookie behind him everybody wants. That's why he's ahead of Darnold, who, again, is literally fighting to prove he belongs in the NFL. J.J. Watt wanted to win a Pro Bowl, but he decided to take the money in Arizona. Well, that team's not yeah. good enough to go to a Super Bowl. He knows it. A lot of pressure for him to be the best J.J. Watt we've seen this decade. Daniel Jones, again, by no longer the starting quarterback. Again, Wilson, that's always going to be there. And then I'm just, I rounded it out with, again, the guys who I feel like this is a make or break. I don't I'm, think Matthew Stanford or Stafford or any of the Matthews are going to be good quarterbacks this year. I think this is going to be, it's a make or break for this guy. They're talking Super Bowl. I don't, I, I, I'm not convinced that he's close to being that good. Big Ben farewell song that he's another one he may not make it through the season and then the last but not least i'm so, i'm sure brady should have retired tom should have retired what 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 do you do for an encore just keep winning does he, does he win the division <laughs> hold on does he win the division and he and he loses in the nfc championship game then I what He's to come back again? He's going to be No, 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 no. But, but, but he's got to he's got to win the Super Bowl on his way out the door. Tom Brady has to win a Super Bowl <laughs> and then say bye, everybody. Here's another one of these rings. If he doesn't do, what an opportunity to retire last year, winning the goddamn Super Bowl <laughs> at home while Bill Belichick was like zero and twenty five. What an amazing. Joe. Joe, amazing opportunity. I don't know how. Things. I just don't know how Tom can top it. That's Joe, why he's got pressure. The, you know it. how he tops it when he tries to put fifty on Belichick this season. Week also, four, baby. And also, if you saw the Twitter last night and you saw the post game thing last night with Brady, you know what his favorite ring is, Joe? The next one. He's coming for eight. So Ted, yeah, uh, we're listen, gonna get into hold on. Oh, last thought. Just my last thought. Go Again, ahead. if. If, and I mean, they're so good, I doubt it. But again, what if they miss the playoffs? Or we see oh, with Ben Roethlisberger. No, the Bucs are not missing the playoffs. 
What if he blows out a knee week one? There's listen, a lot of things could happen. Like I blame a lot of things could happen, but again, look at look at the start Ben Roethlisberger had last year, and look at the finish. Look at look at Rivers. Look at Eli. One minute people are like, "Yeah, he's still got it," and then two games later, like, "Ah, he's a bum. He's done. He's over. That's it. He can't make the throws anymore, and you're over." So again, for me too, Tom Brady proved to the world. I don't need Bill. I'll go to Tampa. Yeah, sure. Super Bowl in their stadium. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I walk off the field with my beautiful wife and kids, and I'm like, I'll probably be back. No. (laughs) Get the hell out of there, bro. He's thirsty for more. He wants more. Ted, let's get into your list. I see a lot of guys that I like. I'm surprised you have number – I want to ask because the other guys that are on this list, I have no issue with why number 10? Why Matt Ryan? Because they chose a tight end over the future quarterback. I don't think he did. Doesn't matter. That's pressure. There's Matt Ryan's 19 and 28 in the past three seasons. He's always put up great stats. Always put up great stats. I've always liked Matt Ryan. Number one pick. Always thought he was could have, could have, should have. I feel like he's the poor man Tom Brady. Just didn't have the team surrounded. Wasn't a Super Bowl. 28 to 3 loss. There's no Julio Jones. More pressure for you to put on the quarterback. When you decide, like the Giants did, to skip and not take a quarterback and go with Eli Manning, that put more pressure on Eli to succeed because they thought Atlanta Falcons, we talked about this when draft time. This was our big thing. What are the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks? What do the Atlanta Falcons do? Do you Mm -hmm. take a young quarterback and set your future up with Justin Fields, sit him behind Matt Ryan and – and and set yourself for the next 10 to 15 years, similar to what the Packers tried to do, similar to what other teams have done early, and it's worked mm-hmm. out just like the Chargers did and other teams. You chose Matt Ryan to stick with him and his big contract, which means you're going to keep him for the next two to three years. There's a pressure. If he plays awful, it's going to look poorly on the um, – excuse me, on the team and the organization. It's going to make them look like fools, and I think it's going to be – it's going to be one of those big-time guys that you're going to talk about what-ifs in the future. Like, this guy had it all. First-round pick, was in the NFC Championship games, was in the Super Bowl, had a 28-3 lead, had Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. You know, just – I mean, I'm not – I'm missing a couple guys, but it had abundance of talent, all right? And you could say, yeah, the defense was poor, but you know it always falls back on the quarterback, you know? And I looked at it was – Who's got more pressure, Big Ben, Matt Ryan, or Jimmy J? Well, I'm like, Jimmy J, yeah, he's playing for his job, but they got a rookie, so that's somewhat pressure. I think it's Matt Ryan. Big Ben, we know he's off into the sunset, and I don't look at the Steelers as a Super Bowl contender this year. They lost too many pieces from last year's team. So I'm like, Matt Ryan, where are you at, bro? Big Ben's got a Super Bowl. He's got two of them, all right? He's been in the playoffs like every single year since he's been in. What have you done And for lately? So I, I, I'm just I'm – just, He's got to be put in there. All right. You want to – I mean, you could explain. I mean, Stafford, why Stafford? No, Joe, do you have any questions? I'll let Joe ask, and then I'll go hey, through Joe, my list. If you got any questions, go on. Joe? Uh, yeah. Well, he's, looking, uh, he's, uh, he's still thinking know, about Brady right now and why he no, didn't no, 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 no. go off into the sunset. No, no I'll be honest. I'll, I'll say this. You know, I, I didn't love the Matt Ryan until he explained it, and now I totally do. Um, I'm curious why Baker Mayfield is so high up on this list. Because this is the last year of this team currently constructed. They have all the superstars. They have the two tight ends. They have the two running backs. They have the three receivers, Higgins, Odell, 
Landry. They just brought in Clowney. They got an awesome draft class. Yeah. After this, they are going to have to pay him, Joe, big money. We're talking $25, $30 plus million dollars a year. Half that team will not be put to curling constructed. We know what happens. Happens to every team once you sign their quarterback big money. And yeah. Kareem Hunt, see you yeah. later. Because here's the thing. They're going to have to pay Nick Chubb. They're going to have yep. to pay Nick Chubb. That's another guy. Odell's coming to his contract. He'll probably get shipped off. What, you're going to lose one of your tight ends, David Njoku. I mean, your line – This listen, this could be the best currently offensive line in football this year. Because you're going to have every team in the NFL right now. They're going to be healthy. You're going to have – you think about this team. I don't think they're maybe more talented team than them in the NFL. They got Landry, Beckham, and Rashad Higgins. Okay, you got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Two running backs are going to be starting for anyone in the NFL. Baker Mayfield, you were the number one pick too, Joe. This oh, Listen, you played good last year, right? You played really good year. in the playoffs. Now, what, what's your encore going to be? Is it is it going to be like one of those movies where it just falls apart, or are you going to be something better? Is, is Godfather Two going to be just like Godfather Two was better than Godfather One? It, Nothing beats what? the first one. Oh, it does beat the first, the first one. For you, for Stop. That's what you, that's why I put Mayfield. And if you, the reason why the three, the four guys are where the one, two, four is all four of those teams should be Super Bowl contenders and should be in the Super Bowl this year. Matthew Stafford went to the Rams. You gave up all those picks. Jared Mm -hmm. Goff, he's supposed to be the difference maker. And now why he's number one and not Mayfield is because Cam Akers just got hurt and is out for the season. So that puts more intense pressure on Matthew Stafford, right? The excuse with him in Detroit was he didn't have a running game. He didn't have the talent players surrounded him. Well, now you have everything that you would want in a quarterback. Go prove it. In a mm. tough division with like a team like Kyle Murray, with a team like Russell was, with a team like Jimmy G and the 49ers who are going to be healthy. Mayfield, Super Bowl. Tannehill, why he's three? You just got Julio Jones. You got A.J. Brown. You got Derrick Henry. How many years do you think Derrick Henry are gonna, is going to be the best running back? You have a short window in the NFL to be great. They're going to get their lineman, Taylor Wan back. They're going to have their offensive line back. Their defense should be better. This is a playoff team. They have an opportunity to – they were in the AFC, well, AFC championship game, yeah. Three years I mean, ago. Three years ago. Mayfield two last year. Ago. That's why. And then Carson Wentz, all right, he was supposed to be the next big thing. Remember, we had our boy Brian Forrester. He was loving him. What was it, Ginger Jesus? Who knows whatever he was calling him. Who cares what he is? He was a- Ginger Jesus. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, he's always so, called Ginger Jesus. With that being said, Travis talked about this. The Colts are a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. They have one of the best offensive lines. They have a good running back. They, they, they drafted a good wide receiver last year out of USC. Their defense is good. They're going to have Darius Leonard resign. Their defense is good. DeForest Buckner. They should win the division, possibly, especially now. I mean, it's going to be him and Tannehill. So who, who's going to be better? Is it going to be Tannehill or Wentz? Daniel yeah. Jones is the obvious. I'm going to go right. real quick. Hold on, Trevin. I'll finish it real quick. You never go real quick. This is Let's Daniel go. Jones is the obvious choice. We all know why. He's a giant. If he, if, with all the talent that's surrounded, if he doesn't play well, he's out the door. Dak, he just got paid every single year. We've been talking since '96. Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. He's healthy. They got the team back. Their three offensive linemen are back. Is he going to go more than eight and eight in a regular season? Is he going to be a guy that can lead them to the NFC Championship game and possible Super Bowl? The reason why I have Saquon, if he has a poor season, what happens? And that pick's going to look awful for the Giants. All right, and oh, it's going to be. 
Jameis Winston, I say he's fighting for his career. There's no better situation that he is in in his quarterback. You got Sean Payton, you got Alvin Kamara, you got Michael Thomas, you have good for a great offense line, you have defense. one of the most complete teams in the NFL. And you might not have to play all the snaps because you have Taysom Hill coming in. All right? If he plays poorly, as Joe said with Sam Darnold, get ready to be a backup for the rest of your career. Or, like we've seen before, guys disappear because you know what? Every year you're going to get four new quarterbacks in. And guys just disappear. That's the that's the thing. And the reason why I have Odell in there, and I, I, was trying, I, I thought, Joe, I thought about J.J. Watt too because he chose the money over going to like the Browns or some of the other teams. Odell, where have you been? Aware, aware Odell has been. He has not been seen since he was a giant in a one-handed catch. If Odell Beckham doesn't make that one-handed catch, do we ever talk about Odell Beckham? He was supposed to be the difference maker for the Browns. He was supposed to be the Super Bowl. He was supposed to be that guy. That's what Julio Jones went to Tennessee supposed to be. You know, every team's looking for that star receiver to make the difference. You know what I mean? Odell hasn't been able to stay healthy, and and he and the Browns have not actually been better when he's been on the field. Even though he is a difference maker, the record wise hasn't shown. All right, guys, ask me a question. Here's my list. I agree with the Baker. Lamar, I understand because it's like everything. Oh, that's who I forgot to put in. Holy smokes. That's who I forgot to put in. Tua. I can't believe you guys didn't have a couple of these guys in here. Kyler Murray, Herbert, Tua. Ask what? Joe, you on mute? Yeah, I don't think Tua's, you know, I don't think he's got a lot of pressure on him. Oh, he's I got some bad pressure. They're pretty cake so, sitch so, over there. How so, though? Um, because he he wasn't really that good last year in the nine starts. That's what makes it worse. Oh no no no! no. And he was a no, top no, no. five pick. And yeah. also the Dolphins. The and, Dolphins so, so they were talking about trading him in the offseason. And the Dolphins yeah. chose. And you also got to hold on. You also got to think this is like the Zach Wilson thing. They chose Tua over Herbert. Right now, the Chargers are loving that pick, and the Dolphins are thinking coming into this year. If Tua plays like last year, those nine games, where, yes, he won, he won games because they had a talented team. This is a talented yeah. team. This is a team that's going to compete in the AFC right now. They're in a win-now mode, the Dolphins. If Tua struggles again, the Miami Dolphins are going to be desperately looking for a quarterback very soon. And that's why they haven't had a quarterback since freaking Dan Marino. They thought Tua would be the answer. They've been saying it. Tank for Tua. Tank for Tua. Tank for Tua. Guess what? They got Tua at five. They took him over Herbert. We all thought, oh, Herbert might go to the Dolphins. Well, look at it now. Tua's eight. It's like the Daniel Jones thing, too. He's about a half of a season. Eight games, I guess we should say now. Is that still half a season because it's 17 games now? He got nine games to prove is he going to be a starting quarterback or is he going to be like what you guys had with Sam Darnold and Jameis Winston a couple of former high top five picks are they going to be guys that are holding clipboards for the rest of their careers that's why I have Tua in there just because that team is in a win now mode right now they're going to compete in the AFC East I know the Bills have been are legit and they're going to be the cream of the crop in the AFC East so listen then 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 either either Miami definitely believes in him because I, if no, if I think they really, I, I don't think they definitely believe. I think they don't want to say they're scared and want to and uh, what's the thing and bail too early. Yeah, I but think, listen, think, if you're if you're in win bad. now mode and this you you I mean you could have you could have kept Fitzpatrick and and had this kid ride the pine for a little bit longer. He's definitely not ready 
And I don't think he's going to be good this year. I and think you're going to see more. I think you're going to see more of what you saw. I think you're going to see a better all-around quarterback. But I, I don't think – I mean, it's it's really early in his career. And are we going to get rid of your number five pick, your number five overall pick next year? Fire. No. Of course no, not. They might just have It's happened before. I think, I think he would get at least – Again, unless he was abysmal, I think he would get twenty twenty two, no matter what. They did. They did it. The Tennessee they Titans. The Mariota started off hot, and then he kind five of as well. Six and thir- six and eleven. That's not going to be good enough. Uh, I understand the Julio. I understand the Julio thing, similar to what uh, Odell, because he wanted out. He got it. He went to a team, and he's on a team that is going to compete but in the NFC. I wouldn't put Julio over Carson Wentz. More pressure to succeed. That's fine. Uh, why Kyler Murray at four? Because I think that's another team that's in a win-now mode, believe it or not. They went out at A.J. Green, big-name players. They went after J.J. Watt. This is a team that's going to Pete. They have a, a great offense. Well, we all got to cont- – let's see what happens with DeAndre Hopkins and that whole situation going on too. We have to take into consideration. But this guy was a former number one pick. He's one of the best athletes in the game, and he's – He's on the edge of a contract, too. Like, he's a guy that, are we going to give him a massive contract? Is he going to be the future quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals? And this is a team that, yes, it's in a very, very tough division, but still is going to be a competitive team. They were a game away from making the playoffs. If they beat the Rams early in Week 17 last year, this Arizona Cardinals are in the playoffs. But also you got to take into consideration his health. This was the number one pick. We talked about his size. Very short quarterback. Got injured early on last year, a lot throughout the season. But I put Kyler just because that team is going to compete, just like Cliff Kingsbury. His job's on the line, too. If they have another bad, a disappointing season, then I could see Cliff Kingsbury easily being fired. And then Kyler Murray, I don't know, but he's one of those quarterbacks that face a lot of pressure going into this season because of the players they did, they went into the draft and tried to surround him with some offensive pieces. I agree on that front, but again, the fact that they spent a first-round pick on him, having just spent one on Rosen the year before, you're not spending another number one pick on a QB a year from now. I think you still got to ride the pine out on this kid and hope that it it takes off. He was your redo on Rosen. I don't I don't know that I don't know that there can be another one. That would be devastating for this franchise if they have to do that. So the reason why I went Baker, Ted, I'm not even going to give into the explanation because you already gave it previous one. There's, there's The pressure is all on the Cleveland Browns. This is a team that we're saying maybe the most complete team in the NFL, even more than the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. So, Baker, that's on you. Lamar, it's the same thing with you. You're about to get a big contract extension. He's seeking maybe $40, 45000000 million per year. I was looking at a report on Colin yesterday, which – I mean, if you're getting that money, you're supposed to be the guy. And can look, we always complain he didn't have weapons. Well, you went out and got Rashad Bateman, who, who's going to be, I think, an excellent weapon for him. You went out and got Sammy Watkins. You still got Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown. You lose your left tackle, which is concerning your all-pro left tackle, Orlando Brown, which we have to take into consideration is a huge loss. But, Lamar, you are a former MVP. You haven't been able to win in the playoffs. We've told, we talked about that. It's your time now. It's time to win and try to – you got weapons. It's time to win. You're one of the most complete teams in the AFC. You're going to be competing for an AFC title. It's on you. And we talked about that, Joe, and that's why you've had your concerns with Lamar. Stafford, Ted, you already explained it. No need to explain. 
Kyler, I just gave you. Daniel Jones is funny. We all had Daniel Jones at number five. I went with Dak because, well, you got your big contract. You got your big money. Guess what? You have to perform like an elite quarterback now. And, and, you're, and listen, you're the, not for nothing. The Dallas Cowboys, too, on top of it. Has, has what should, in theory, based on Dak and that offense, should be the favorite for the division, but but could just as e- e- easily come in last place because of how bad the defense is. I, I, yeah, I like I like the Dak one. I like that a lot. So I went with Herbert, too, because, well, everybody's saying he's the, the sleep dark horse MVP candidate. Everybody's loving the Chargers, the dark horse team that can maybe compete in the AFC in the AFC against the Chiefs. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's favorite NFL player. <laughs> well, not everybody. <laughs> but, why, but a lot of people have him as a MVP favorite, and this is a team that can compete in the AFC. They went out and got Corey Lindsley. They revamped the offense with Rashawn Slater, a great pick in the first round. And they got one of the most talented rosters they always do. It's been like that. When we think of the Chargers, even when they had Breeze, when they had Rivers, they always had talent. Justin Herbert, you have, you're have you probably one of the best young quarterbacks in the game right now. You have to continue this consistency. It's like a Josh Allen thing. Saquon, if, you have a, if he goes down again with an unfortunate injury, knock on wood, we're hoping all three of us don't see that again. And he'll, his days as a New York Giant are going to be numbered. Julio, he went to, went to Tennessee. You got Derrick Henry. You got you got AJ Brown. This is a team that you. I want to see if you could still play at a high level too. We got to also take into consideration that Julio has been one of the best in this game during our time watching. I want to see if he can continue and stay healthy and try to help this Tennessee offense. And then when I said with Tua, I think that the the leash is they're it's getting looser because of the sense of if he plays bad. And I don't think the reason why Tua is going, he's going to be the starting quarterback. Is because the Dolphins were afraid to go out and call Houston because of the whole Deshaun Watson situation. I really think that if Deshaun Watson doesn't have these issues that have been going on with him, I think the Miami Dolphins would have been going maybe all in and calling Houston a lot. But I have to. What's up? Maybe I was going to say before you finish, depending on how Tua plays, maybe the Dolphins call somebody up north in Green Bay if something transpires. So those are our top ten players. Look, there's a million players in the NFL. We could have we could have picked anybody. We went with those ten guys. All great list. All interesting list. Next week we'll talk about. We'll give our top five games coming in the 2021 season, and we'll also be talking MLB because a week from today will be the trade deadline. Are the Yankees going to make a big splash? How about the Mets? The Cubs? Are they going to get rid of the whole? Are they going to disband the band? What are they going to do? A lot going on in baseball. A lot going on in football. I cannot wait. Clovercrest Media, or I should say before, we are streaming on all social media platforms, so subscribe, comment, share, and like. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. Hold on. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.